0: Hey, friends, my name is Jared, and I'm the worship director here at Leroy UMC. We are so excited that you're listening. We have a special treat for you since Pastor Matthias had the weekend off. Pastor Steve, our youth pastor, is preaching about getting back to normal. Let's send it over to Pastor Steve. Our uh, scripture this morning comes from John 21. And I'll be reading uh, one through fourteen. Join me as I share the word of God. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish. Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of your boat and you will find some. When they did, They were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. The disciple, whom Jesus loved, said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed uh, in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from the shore, about 100 yards. They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. This is uh, a one-off sermon. Uh, Matthias finished up his uh, series that 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 led into Easter, and then. He asked me to uh, fill in this morning and said I could preach on anything I wanted, and then he kind of backtracked on that a little bit. <laughs> he got nervous, I'm not sure, but, uh, but he'll be starting a, a, a new series next week, I believe. Um, so today you get what I wanted to say. Easter is over. Uh, Easter week was a busy week for some people. Special services. Uh, during the week, and then a wonderful Sunday celebrating Jesus' resurrection. Uh, A lot of people got dressed up a little bit extra nice for church last Sunday. Not to mention there's a whole lot more people uh, uh, here on that Sunday than on a normal Sunday. Uh, And families gathered and and, uh, big celebrations. And now here we are, back to normal. I mean is that good or is that bad Uh, I guess it depends on how you look at that I mean we do spend most of our days most of our lives doing our regular things living our normal life we don't spend most of our time on the mountaintop uh, or in celebration mode no we we spend most of our lives Just in our normal routine. So in our normal routine, uh, we have to figure out how to keep Easter alive in us. And maybe how to keep it alive all around us. See, the resurrection was not just a one-day event uh, to be forgotten about then the next day. Uh, The resurrection changed the course of the lives of God's people and Jesus' followers. Now, this was an event that happened over 2,000 years ago, and it still changes the course of our lives today. So how can we ever really go back to normal? In our scripture, we find seven of the disciples back in Galilee. They apparently decided to leave Jerusalem and go back home. Now, I will preface this by saying I'm using John, this, the recollection of John and his stories are a little bit different than some of the other Gospels. So some things appear out of order or maybe not exactly what you remember from Sunday school. So just remember, this is the John version. You can go back and, and read it yourself. But, um, but they apparently decide to leave Jerusalem and, and go back home. This is after Jesus had shown himself uh, to the disciples a couple of times. Uh, and so I want to stop there just for a minute and, and talk about that first Things immediately following the first Easter were anything but normal. Can you imagine what was going through their minds after Mary came running to them and told them about seeing Jesus alive? John 20:19 says on the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders Jesus came and stood among them. So they were all a little frightened, mostly of the Jewish leaders. I assume that uh, that was kind of in fear of what they might do to them if if they got wind that uh, Jesus was still alive. They would blame them for stealing him and, and all that sort of stuff. But I also think that they were probably a little bit frightened about Jesus actually being alive and what that meant what was next for all of them. They had witnessed the miracle of bringing somebody back to life before. But uh, this must have seemed bigger. Uh, must have, you know, bigger than, than the other times. Uh, more important than before. But, but anyway, Jesus just showed up in the room. That room that was locked. The disciples had followed Jesus for three years and they learned from him and witnessed a lot of miracles and truly believed that he was the Messiah. But they are still normal people with wild thoughts that, uh, you know, going on through their through their mind, trying to figure things out as they went. So put yourself in that room or put yourself in your own locked house. And then imagine that a man is just suddenly there, just shows up i standing with you there, with you and, and your family. What's your first reaction? You know, the other piece of this is the fact that in pretty much all of the gospel accounts of when Jesus appeared, people didn't even recognize him. It is not until he speaks uh, that, uh, that he, or he chooses to make himself known, um, that, that people actually know that it's Jesus. Luckily... For the disciples, in this instance, Jesus doesn't seem to wait around for the disciples to notice him. He simply announces his arrival by saying, peace be with you. And the disciples were overjoyed when they saw him. So my thought is that Jesus had been with these guys long enough to know that the sudden appearance of someone in a locked room may result in just a little bit of chaos on their part. Uh, But Jesus showed them his hands and and his side and, and shared some instructions with them. And then Jesus showed up again a week later, kind of in the the exact same manner, uh, appearing inside the locked house. And and this time it was to show himself to Thomas, uh, who wasn't there the first time. And then it says in John that Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of the disciples. So it's after all of that happened, it's after all of that, that some of the disciples have now chosen To go back home to Galilee. Why did they go back home? Why didn't they stay in Jerusalem where all the excitement was, where Jesus was, where he was showing up and where he was appearing to them and performing miracles? We'll get to that in a minute. But the disciples were all gathered around together at the Sea of Galilee. This is how I picture this happening. If I had a translation, this would be the Steve Bible translation. <laughs> okay. Simon Peter's is looking around, kicking the sand, kicking the rocks. Got his hands in his pocket. I don't know if they actually had pockets in their pants. <laughs> this is my version. This is how I see it. Um, uh, has his hands in his pockets, and he's kind of one of these. Hmm. I'm going fishing. And then the other disciples are looking around. All right, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. Sounds good. Sounds good. We'll go with you. Back to normal. Back to normal. Back home and back to what they were doing before they ever even met Jesus. Kind of makes sense, though, right? We can get on that spiritual high when we go on a mission trip or go to a camp or go to a great banquet weekend or something like that. Um, But we can't stay there forever. At some point, we have to go home. The goal is to allow that experience that we had to shape us and and mold us into a better follower of Christ. And and to live live for Him Better than what we had been doing before. Of course, it, it doesn't always work that way, does it? Um, many times, after a spiritual high and, and we go back home, and things go back to normal, they really... Go back to normal. In fact, sometimes we actually slide back a little bit, you know, just into our normal routine and forgot how it felt when we were on that spiritual high. In fact, I would say it's probably much easier just to go back to what we were doing before uh, in in our normal life. We might even say that it would complicate our lives. Now, we know that's not true. Jesus doesn't complicate our lives. We, we do that all by ourselves. Uh, Jesus, he gives us the joy and peace and direction and comfort and many other things. But it's still difficult not to fall back into that trap of our normal, isn't it? But what if we take our experiences and our desires for Jesus and create a new normal for our lives? I mean, that that seems to be what would make more sense, right? To create a new normal. You know, maybe that's what the disciples were doing. They had all of their experiences with Jesus. And even though they still didn't understand everything uh, 100%, They knew that they needed to continue sharing the gospel to people just like they had been doing uh, with Jesus. They knew that they had been called by Jesus, called by God to be in ministry, to continue the work uh, that they had begun with Jesus. But how to start this new chapter of their lives was probably a little bit confusing. I mean, Jesus was still here, kind of, but they weren't traveling with him like they were before. They weren't following him everywhere like they did before. Uh, Now they were beginning to understand that they were going to need to figure some of this out themselves, how to continue without Jesus always being there physically to lead the way. So they went back to where it all started, fishing. On the Sea of Galilee. They went fishing all night and they didn't catch anything. But then, as they were coming in, a man they didn't recognize was on the beach and called out to him. My version. Hey guys, didn't you catch anything? And he said, No. And then a stranger says, I'll throw your nets on the right side of the boat. You'll find some there. I mean, does this story sound a little bit familiar? Three years earlier, they were out in their boats after a long night of fishing. They didn't catch anything. But when Jesus told them to put their nets back out into the water, they suddenly had nets full of fish. That's when they dropped everything to follow him. Now, once again, they find themselves empty after a night of fishing. And this man that they don't recognize tells them to try again. I wonder if the disciples are in the boat, having some flashbacks uh, from before, and their minds started going, and they started thinking, "Uh, well, yeah, okay, we can give it a shot. And then when the nets filled, Simon Peter recognizes the stranger as being Jesus. They were soon going to start settling in to their new normal. I think it's accurate to say that disciples didn't always get it right. Uh, They struggled to understand the things that Jesus was telling them and struggled to understand why Jesus was doing the things the way that he was doing them. Uh, They were definitely not uh, clueless, uh, but they were certainly not always at their best. They struggled at times with their thoughts and their actions. They didn't always understand. They made mistakes along the way. But Jesus continued to use them anyway. See, Jesus doesn't always need us at our best. He doesn't necessarily uh, need us to constantly be on the mountaintop. He doesn't need us in our brand new Easter outfits. Jesus needs us to follow him and serve him in our regular, normal lives when nothing miraculous is happening around us he needs uh, us to follow him and serve him in our homes when you're trying to get your kids ready for school he needs us to follow him and serve him when we are working in our office or in our service jobs he needs us to follow him and serve him in the classrooms and in all of our extracurricular activities he needs us when things just Seem normal. But we need to be ready for that new normal. When Jesus grabs a hold of us, no matter if that is on Easter Sunday or any other time, things can never be the same. They just can't. They can't be the same. We have to get ready for that new normal. I remember when I accepted Jesus in my life. Nothing was the same after that. I mean... I went back to work at my job on Monday. We still had kids that we had to take care of. I still had normal things and my normal life that I had to get back to. But it was a new normal. I suddenly had a joy in my life that wasn't there before. I had a new song in my mouth that I needed to share. You know, I mean, not a literal song. I, I couldn't sing before, except Jesus certainly can after. So but I wanted to learn and understand and share that with others my new normal was exciting I started in the same literal place where I was before in my normal life in my normal job that was just the jumping-off point point. and soon my normal life included new brothers and sisters in Christ it included a change of career jesus had some big plans in my life and yes it started with an incredible mountaintop experience an easter kind of experience for me but it was when i was just simply living my normal existence that he called me into something bigger the disciples they went back to their normal lives and that's when jesus came to them simon peter had three years with jesus and loved him and served him and believed in him and then he simply did what seemed normal he decided to go fishing after this second miraculous catch Jesus had a heart-to-heart with Peter and this is where Peter he where Jesus asks Peter if he loves him and Peter says yes I love you and then he asked him again and then he asks him again and in that conversation Jesus tells Peter what he's supposed to do next He tells Peter to feed my sheep. Jesus is just telling him that he is supposed to dedicate his life to telling other people about Jesus, about the gospel. Jesus also tells him that things aren't always going to be easy. And in the end, he's going to have to do some things that he doesn't want to do. Uh, Jesus, if you read the scripture, Jesus is basically telling Peter uh, that this is what he needed to do. And that eventually he was going to die a very unpleasant death by the hands of his enemy. Now, that seems like a rough new normal. It seems like a rough normal for Peter. Peter Just getting started, and he already knows how it's going to end. Um, But in true Peter fashion, he listened. That's my version. Peter listened. Okay, all right, all right. And then he's kind of looking around and he sees John behind him you know, the disciple that Jesus loves. He sees John behind him and Okay, Jesus, all right, I get it. What about him? What about that guy? (laughs) I'm probably hoping that he was going to meet the same demise and have the same future. You know, old old rivalries. (laughs) They just never die. They, They never go away. But Jesus replied, again, my own words, don't worry about him. What's that got to do with you? You're supposed to do what you're supposed to do. Let me worry about John. John and I will figure out our own thing. Okay? You do your your normal. This is your new normal. I'll take care of John. Don't you worry. It doesn't have anything to do with you. We are all on our own journeys. We're all called to share the gospel with others. We're all called to live our lives for Jesus. But the way that we carry that out well that's going to be different that's going to be different for everybody some will have a lot of struggles they'll have a lot of struggles in their lives and, and nothing will ever seem to go their way while others seem to have it all their life couldn't be more perfect everything goes their way they get whatever they want same journey sharing the gospel, two different normals, two different normal lives. But we can't compare our journey with anybody else's. Regardless of what our personal normal looks like, if we're serving Jesus, then he will be with us in our normal life. Not every day is going to be like Easter. Sometimes we just have to go back to normal. Maybe go fishing. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for being in our lives and being that thing that keeps our normal lives exciting and interesting and and special. Lord, allow us to, to live that the way that you have willed for us to live without comparing to others, just doing our normal the way that you want us to do. In your name we pray. Amen. Again, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you are blessed and that you are a blessing. Go in peace.